Sorry about that. Where were we? I had described my understanding of the theory of hormesis through two lenses. First, that of Peterson, where he says we should voluntarily encounter as much uncertainty as we can tolerate. This continual process of renewal, of death and resurrection, of going into chaos and then returning to order. And the second lens was Coates, where he says, a little stress is good, is this Goldilocks zone for engagement and improvement. I want to add a third lens by a man named Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. And I know I mispronounced that, so. He has an idea called flow. And flow is when you are executing a task or a skill at a level of challenge that is just within your ability. It's just pushing your abilities right to their edge. And at this point, you experience meaningful engagement and the destruction of the ego. And again, he says, if you perform the task at a level where it's too easy, you get bored. But if you perform the task at a level that is too difficult, you get anxious. It's only in that middle ground where you lose yourself and can improve. So now we have three lenses on hormesis that all seem to come to the same point, this idea that what does not kill you makes you stronger. And I think it's important to get strong. When we're stronger, we can handle life better. We're better prepared for the tragedies that life presents us with. Our world our world expands. We can do more things. We can have more experiences. And then the opposite. If we're not strong, if, if we retreat to our safe spaces, we atrophy. We're never challenged. And when we're weak, our world shrinks. And then we become more fearful, more anxious. And this is a vicious spiral. Now, I say this to myself, and I step back, and part of me thinks, who cares? What relevance do these ideas have in my life? And I think about who I was early in my career. I used to work for a firm that owned a company up in an industrial suburb of Toronto. And over one winter, I was stationed at the company working with the management team to get some stuff in, in order. And it was brutally cold. My days would start at 6 o'clock. I would wake up, put on a suit, go to the office, 
work for 12 hours. Pretty high stress environment. I would go eat dinner by myself and then go back to a very cold and sterile hotel room by myself and try to get to sleep. And then the next morning I would wake up and do it again. And this was a very difficult time. I was all alone in, in, uh, outside Toronto. My friends were scattered across the country. I was starting to lose touch with some of them. My hair was falling out. I wasn't exercising. And I was eating pretty bad food based on this schedule. And so I was getting fat. And at some level, I thought I was falling apart. I was always tired. I was always drained. And if you had come to me and said, Matt, you need to think about how to move between the border of order and chaos. You need to think about how to balance dopamine and cortisol. I wouldn't have had a lot of patience for that. I would have said, look, that's great, but I'm tired. I have real problems, and I don't have the time or the energy to think about these esoteric ideas. And looking back at that person, the person I was, I agree with him. I agree with him now. I still don't care how many angels can dance on the head of a pin. Now, it's fun to learn. And sometimes it's fun to learn just for the sake of learning. But it's more fun to solve real problems. And so that's actually the reason I like this idea of hormesis. Because there are several people whose work I follow, and I really admire them. And they seem to approach very real-world problems from this lens of hormesis. For example, Jordan Peterson, as a clinical psychologist, recommends exposure therapy to treat people with mental trauma. Again, you don't stay safe. You expose yourself just a little bit to what frightens you. You realize that you can handle this. This realization makes you stronger. And then you rinse, repeat. Again, this is an incrementalist approach. Another application. John Haidt and Lenore Skenazy talk about how we need to let our kids play. Right now, we're very fearful of the dangers that our children are exposed to. And so we try to keep them safe. But if we keep them too safe, again, they don't experience the world. They don't get stronger. And so they say, let the children play by themselves and get hurt a little. If they get hurt a little, they'll learn how to handle getting hurt. They'll learn that getting hurt isn't the end of the world. And as a result, when they go out into the world where we can't keep them safe, they'll be strong and they can handle themselves. Another application, there's a doctor her name is Rhonda Patrick, and she recommends using the sauna. Using the sauna stimulates the production of something called heat shock proteins. 
And these proteins have a variety of beneficial effects. They lower the risk of stroke. They lower the risk of Alzheimer's. They lower the incidence of depression. Again, it's stressing your body and then letting it recover. She's also a proponent of something called time-restricted eating, where you put all your meals in a day between 8 and 10 hours, let's say. And this stimulates a process that I barely understand called apoptosis, where the body flushes out or cleans out the old decaying cells, which leaves room for the new cells to grow. Now, these old cells are often the cells that create cancer. So this stressing of the body by having a daily fast is healthy. Another example is given by Nassim Taleb. Now, Taleb is a author who has written a number of fantastic books, including Fooled by Randomness, The Black Swan, Antifragile, and uh, Skin in the Game. Now, his idea of antifragility shares some features with hormesis, but it's a much more complex idea. It's much more nuanced. So I don't want to think about it too much right now. But one example he gives is in exercise, in order to get stronger, he recommends heavy lifting using free weights. Again, stressing the body and then allowing it to recover. So those are some examples of hormesis. And I find it very heartening that a lot of people I admire are approaching problems from different perspectives, but they all seem to embrace or align with this concept of hormesis. Okay, I have to go, but I will catch you later.